In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome back. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, coming to you with the Brendan Option, courtesy of Immaculata Productions, coming from Athen Rye. Uh, as always, you might care to hit the subscribe button, or perhaps contribute uh, to, to our work through Patreon or uh, PayPal. Uh, anything you can give us is hugely appreciated. And by the way, would you please keep those comments coming? We're getting some fantastic stuff in the comments and we really appreciate it. We are reading them and we are getting a lot of benefit from it. So, what to do? There's a, a, a song in, in uh, it's a folk song um, called The Whistling Gypsy. Uh, actually, I think the Irish original is on Spalpeen Fánach, which isn't quite a gypsy. Gypsy is a different thing. Gypsy is a, is a separate ethnic group. The Spalpeen Fánach, uh, a character that turns up in Irish folk songs, that good-looking young wanderer who sweeps the girl from a wealthy family off her feet. He's not exact. He's not of gypsy stock. He's a, a landless labourer, to use the lapidary and humorless phrase of, uh, of historians, from, let's say, the late 18th or, or 19th centuries, or right into the 20th, actually. The Spalpine was a lad, uh, well, a man, who almost by definition had no property. So he sold the strength of his arms. He worked as a labourer. He might have owned a spade. And he was available for hire. And they would stand in line in towns waiting to be hired. Now that continued in Ireland and in Britain. Well into the 20th century. Well into it. The hiring fairs and all, all the rest of it. I suppose in a way, I'm approaching these videos like the whistling spalpine. You know, like the, the happy-go-lucky young labourer. Uh, well, the young part, all right. I might have to work on that. But, um, you know, just with his spade going from job to job and taking it handy. Not, a, not afraid of work, but not willing to commit. I've been approaching these videos in that spirit, really, in the sense of, you know, doing quality work, but just taking topics as they occur to us, moving back and forward just trying to take multiple looks from multiple angles at this new situation of the church in Ireland. And I thought that would be useful. Now, many of you are enjoying it, but some friends of mine who are dry, boring rationalists, okay, for whom one and one are always two, and who, in the words of Kavanagh, if they smoked, would smoke five cigarettes a day and never six. Okay, have I knifed them enough? Yeah, some of them are my friends. So there you can see the chaotic state of my personal relations. They've been complaining that they don't see structure. They want order. They want a progress, you know, that you build systematically into a great edifice. Well, for that, you need really perhaps a better mind than I have. I find that a practicing idiot like me, if you give me 15 minutes, I can only do so much damage in the 15 minutes. 
And the whole thing ends before I make a complete fool of myself. So I find it very useful for myself as an approach. Anyway, point taken, we look at it. But really, I think we're approaching this in terms of uh, you've noticed that we have for a start our other project our parallel project now, The Conversation, which will be a series of fairly edgy interviews with people who are, who are um, very much active in the, in, the, in, the, in the, even in the broadest sense in the Irish Catholic scene at the moment, in the broadest sense. Some very much uh, in, in, in the middle of it, others very much questioning the whole thing and so on. So we started that. Another thing that we're thinking of looking at will be perhaps we'll do a few series uh, on, on very specific topics. So I can now announce that we certainly are, we are looking at doing something definite on the mass. But what we see this, the Brendan option, we see it as just, you know, getting in the boat and rowing like hell. We see it as, as a kind of a, a series of, a series of guerrilla raids, huh? We emerge from the brush. We strike deadly, terrifying. We retreat. We disappear. We strike again from another angle. Who are we? Where do we come from? Is he heaven or is he hell? That damned elusive Pimpernel. Okay, you get the picture. That's what we were aiming at. But apparently, no, no, this doesn't go down with some of our, our more scientifically trained admirers and they want uh, a bit more order. We'll work on that. But I just have to say, you know, we're, we're just a crowd of unreconstructed hippies here and we just tend to let it happen. And I wanted the Brendan option. I wanted it to be open sea. You know, you fish for your supper. I, I, I just didn't want to tie it down too much. We'll tie ourselves down in other things. So what are we trying to do with this? Okay, if we, if we are risking so much in, in being this chaotic, you know, in this sweet neglect, as it were, in this contrived, partly contrived uh, casualness, what are we trying to do? The conversation is a conversation with defined and, and, and very obvious personalities. But this is our conversation with you. Through the comments, it is a conversation. This is our conversation with you. And the sweetest of all conversation over a cup of tea or a coffee or a pint goes all over the shop. We talk about everything, cabbages and kings. And, and I really am slow to mess with that. We're aiming at contributing. I'm not going to say, because it would be pure hubris, okay? I'm not going to say we're aiming at changing the discussion. You'd need Jellignite to change the discussion in Ireland at the moment. We're aiming at chipping away at it. Doing a little bit of damage. We're like little termites. Busy little creatures, okay? And we're aiming at just slowly, slowly chipping away at the ice that has taken over Narnia. Wow, I'm on a roll today. I knew I shouldn't have had that second whiskey. Only joking. Joking. Joke, 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 joke. I'll tell you what our problem is with the conversation in Ireland. You know this, and it's going on in the rest of the, the, the Catholic world as well. 
Everyone needs labels. They need nice, neat categories. You're a liberal. You're a conservative. Well, I'm a conservative, but I'm not actually particularly right-wing at all on economics. I actually believe in social security. I believe in social democracy. I actually quite admire the Scandinavians. And I've heard so much about Finnish education. I mean, it's, it's, it's sounds fantastic. Bring it on. I have no problem with it. The old Tory position, I would point out to you, was actually quite left-wing in some ways in economics. It believed that you looked after people. So I'm not a Thatcherite, although I do admire Margaret Thatcher. I admire her as a tremendous leader and woman of principle. But I wouldn't have agreed with her on everything, insofar as, in fairness, I understood her policies. I'm just saying, like, why can't you be two or three of those things? You know... (laughs) Do we have to stop talking to each other? Do we have to stop eating out with each other? Do we have to stop drinking with each other? Or having coffee with each other? This crazy stuff. They're talking now about an up-and-coming synod, and we're going to talk about the synod. Oh boy, are we going to talk about the synod? Okay, we'll leave it at that. They're signalling to me here to cool it. So, no more. Just about that. So there's a synod coming up in the in, in in the Irish Church, okay, which is this going to be this wonderful love fest, this love in this this neo-Catholic Woodstock, okay, where we'll all get together and we'll we'll just love each other, which means that it couldn't possibly be Irish because in Ireland we all hate each other and we always did. Isn't there such freedom in telling the truth? It's so good for you. I just wonder how healthy that synod will be if we don't decide that we're willing to operate outside our comfort zones. And please, don't direct this just at the Conservatives. Because there are Stalinist liberals around the place who, who are so fixed in their views that they can't see it themselves. I don't know if you realise how frightening it is. Uh, it, it's like lying on the operating table and... The anaesthetic hasn't fully taken, but it has immobilised you. And you can hear them discussing what they're going to do to you. That's the way I feel sometimes at listening to modern liberal commentators talking about people like me. As if they were about to approach a job of vivisection. As if we weren't to be taken seriously. As if we had some sort of a condition instead of a reasoned approach, which is what we have. And please don't say that conservatism is full of feelings because liberalism is full of feelings. Human beings have feelings. So by all means a synod if we're going to go to it as ourselves and discuss as ourselves. And that's what the Brendan option is trying to do. We are conservative. I'm a conservative. But I believe in the, in the, in the classic statement of conservatism that you find in Lampedusa's famous novel uh, Il Gatto Pardo, the, 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 the Leopard. Famous novel written in the 50s about uh, conservatism, basically. It's set in, it's set in, uh, in Sicily in the time of the, of the uh, revolution, the Risorgimento, the, the fall of the Bourbon monarchy and the takeover of the, of the new Italian Republic. One of the characters in it, uh, Tancredi, he comes out with this fantastic line to his uncle, the Prince of Salina. If we want things to stay the same, things will have to change.
That's conservatism. Conservatism isn't about always staying the same. It's about the management of change. Nobody denies change. It's about how it's managed. Now, don't you feel you could talk to me? Of course you could talk to me. And believe it or not, I am, even though I never shut my mouth on this, I could listen. That's the Brendan option wants to discuss these things without this endless deadening label, this dead hand of categorization which separates us. That's what I hate about the woke thing. It's not intellectual discussion, it's not meant to be, it's neo-Stalinist weaponizing of certain crude intellectual categories and using them as blunt instruments to beat the brains out of the opposition. I'm sorry. Now that I've got that off my chest, I feel much better. The Brendan option is an attempt to explore things. It's a genuine attempt to escape from a view of conservatism that it's, it's something, you know, we're again everything. We're again everything. We're not again everything. Conservatives are full of love, as are liberals, and I recognise it. There are people who have brought in abortion into this country out of love. Forgive me if I say to you that never was worse work done by nicer people. That's the best I can say to you. Now, some of you aren't nice, okay, but then neither am I, so I know what I'm talking about. You spotted, you got it. But there are some lovely people on that side. There are lovely, lovely dotes of people on that side who just want to be, who just want good and happiness. And oh my goodness, my friend, what you have done and what you have let in the door so that we can have happiness. But fine. Okay. We are where we are. That's what the Brendan option is about. We, we want to escape the categories. A friend of mine said, and he's, and he's a sharp observer, one minute you're damning the liberals, the next minute you're hugging trees. Well, why can't I hug a tree if I want? If I want to hug a tree, I'll hug a tree. The unfortunate tree will have to endure it, offer it up. I mean, why can't a conservative hug a tree? Uh, I bet there are loads of conservatives on the secret who hug trees. Who can see a tree without wanting to hug the tree? Trees are, are magnificent. There were some of the most magnificent things in the world. I'm not saying I hug trees, by the way. I didn't admit to that. So don't you write that down. I'm just saying, you might wish to hug a tree. You know, and he said, and now you're all for vegans. I've nothing against vegans. I admire vegans. I admire anyone who has a cause and understands it and fights their corner and is consistent. I have been deeply moved and made deeply uncomfortable by, by, by some vegan activists. I mean, uncomfortable in the best way. But I'm just curious, as, I, as I've said before, I'm just curious that they, they, you know, they have a problem with rearing cows for the veal industry, no problem with butchering children in late-term abortions. I, I'm sorry, but I... Obviously, that's not every vegan, but you realise how messed up that is? No, no, we need to be able to say this to each other. We need, we need to be able to talk to each other. And you know what's happening? What's happening is, is that increasingly people like me just move in their own little bubble. People like you move in their own bigger bubble. But they're bubbles, and we don't meet. This is really dangerous stuff. The Brendan option is a modest, small effort by Immaculata Productions, which is slightly bigger 
but still modest effort to do this in different ways, is to subvert the rules of the conversation so that we can have a conversation, which is worth calling that. That's, that's what, what, what we're aiming at. Can you be left-wing and an Irish nationalist? Of course. Imagine saying that to James Connolly. He does something to say to you pretty quickly. Here's an interesting one. Can you be left-wing and a Catholic? Well, I know one Jesuit priest in the west of Ireland, Father Michal McGrail, who'd have some very direct comments to make to you on that. Can you be left-wing and be a conservative Catholic? You see where I'm going? Those, you see, those terms are very inadequate, but you see, you see where I'm going? Yes. A thousand times yes. Of course, yes. Catholics in the past have done detailed descriptions of alternative ways in which the, the economy could be approached, for example. Yes, all of that. And that's what, that's what we're at. There is method in our madness. If you find us a bit chaotic and you're looking at one video one day and another the next and you're looking at it, one of the reasons for it, honestly, is that this area is so huge. What's happening is so huge that what we're doing is taking soundings. It'll be quite some time before we can build up a more systematic approach. And then it'll be time for somebody else to go off and take a completely chaotic approach to the thing again because you can be sure there'll be stuff that we'll miss and others like us look I'm going to leave it there right I'm going to leave it there the whistling gypsy has had his day okay I'm done whistling stops the spalpeen faunach will make an end job done time to move on point made